0: Hey, Andy.
1: Hey, Andrew. How are you?
0: You know what really browns my nanners? What's that? Pie majors that
2: suck.
1: <laughs> as much as Josh's grips? As it's much as <laughs> Josh's grips.
2: I was waiting for my opening there. You forgot the
1: joke. you staring at me no, like, it's,
2: it's perfect. like, what's it's going on? Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to episode 43 of the Channer Ant Podcast. My name is Josh. With me as always, although currently in New York, is my bearded co-host Andy. That's me. And today our special guest, um, back by incredibly impopular demand, uh, Andrew Douglas <laughs> of the Piper's Dojo.
1: <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> good, good to have you back. Well, I, even his intro is boring. Yeah,
2: even... I, even... <laughs> Just wanted to. Uh, so yeah, today's topic is um, actually a bit of a, a bit of a, a what a cross promotion is that what we want to call it. It's not really a collaboration because you just wrote these and you know we're we're just giving you free publicity essentially because we got nothing else planned this evening.
1: That's what you guys
0: do. We're, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah,
1: we're gonna take advantage of his uh, writing something.
2: Yeah, or, or getting someone else to right. at least. And, uh, yeah, so it's today's, what bo- it's
0: what boring people, it's what boring people have to do to like get the word out.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, today's topic is uh, courtesy of Andrew Douglas and the Piper's dojo 10 clues. Your pipe major sucks. I mean, I don't know that I need 10 clues. I already know my pipe major sucks. <laughs> it's it?
0: interesting. I had the idea for this article, like, you know, it'd be interesting uh, because we definitely get a lot of feedback about this, you know, from people. Oh, my God, like, you know, what you're saying, Andrew, usually. Sometimes Fusco, though, he's on there. Sometimes he says good stuff, but they're like, what you're saying makes so much sense. But, you know, our band does it like this. And, and you know, the, the common denominator seems to be that bands aren't being run very well and that, you know, pipe majors are kind of, in many cases, certainly not all cases, right? And uh, we'll probably get into that, how you can't just blacklist Everybody, Everybody, obviously. and well, we and, do. And yeah. in some cases, right? In what do you some think case, this is a chain yeah. podcast?
2: <laughs> uh,
0: but like, so, so anyway, I, I was like, okay, cool. So I, we have our little private group at Dojo U. You know, uh, the premium members are in there. And, and I was like, I want to write this article, 10 Clues Your Pipe Major Sucks. And there's like 200 people in this group. You know, like our, our public page, we have like, 14,000 followers or something and this one post in this tiny little group got more comments than <laughs> anything we've ever put out on any channel. You may have and, uh, you may have struck a an nerve. People just there. went Yeah, and so like the the article was ultimately forged by the the biggest most uh painful themes from, you know, all of our membership basically uh, you know, venting about shitty aspects of their pipe majors to the point where Bruce Gandy was on there. Like guys, you better, (laughs) you should chill this out. You know, this is going the wrong This is going the wrong direction.
2: (laughs) The the, the pitchforks and and torches came out. And, uh, yeah, it was all, so we
0: definitely struck a nerve. So, uh, and then, and then Fusco was like, we absolutely have to talk about this stuff on the show. And, uh, (laughs) I feel like that your previous uh, 42 episodes have really been leading up to this moment. Le-
2: <laughs> leading up to this, this <laughs> what will become the magnum opus of the Chan podcast. We always thought it was going to be third Dude, you were office. on
0: episode 43.
1: <laughs> You're that guy from episode 43. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy, man. Um, that's,
2: well, that's fantastic. I can't wait to get into this. Um, before we do, I just want to remind the listeners they can review the show on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Google Podcasts, uh, Fusco's mm-hmm. Grinder page and also by Carrier Pigeon to Piper's Dojo in New York. If you just fill it, you can look up that address <laughs> online, send the pigeons there with your complaints. Um, you can send us emails and voicemails. you play it on the show to chanorant at gmail.com. And you can like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or if you're Australian, Snapchat. You can check out the Chanorant store at com. and please invite and share with your friends. Gentlemen, I believe we have, we got some, we got some emails on this, Fusco.
1: Yeah, it was completely. We didn't ask for emails about this. It's just a coincidence that people wrote in bitching about their pipe majors in the last two weeks. So at the perfect, at the perfectly correct time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, one of them actually inspired one of our listeners to buy a shirt, which is awesome. So if a pipe major sucks bad enough for somebody to buy a shirt with my face on it. Then we know we're doing something right.
2: Yeah, I'm glad. So. I'm glad that that's become a way for you to punish the pipe Man establishment is by wearing Channerant merch.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what she says too, isn't it? It's
2: like <laughs> I'll show them. I'm gonna wear this. I'm gonna wear this Chain-A-Rant shirt, and you know they they probably will dislike it slightly.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna leave this very very vague as best I can. We're so gonna, this, have, uh, to, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to with both of these for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Uh, Somebody wrote to me saying, thought I'd just explain why my pipe major is a dick.
2: And... (laughs) Right off the bat. Right into it.
1: Like, okay. Uh, He spends most of practice standing in the middle of the circle playing his own tunes. Constantly insinuates that our level playing is too boring for him. He does not go over tunes with us and teaches us by making us watch his fingers. No sheet music on weekly beginner development days. There is no tempo or timing. Just whatever he feels like and when he when he... And then he will speed things up halfway through a tune. Um, he plays at this cer- I will not want to say the name of it, but some ceremony. Uh, and will get us to negatively critique the playing of other players do- doing the ceremony on other nights. Um, and if we critique him, some other members of the band who don't think he's a dick will verbally chastise you. <laughs> There's, there are many other strange things he does which effectively qualifies him for the title so and then she she gets too specific after that so i'm gonna leave the rest of that one alone but so yeah this is it's brilliant um you have any thoughts on what she's saying here this
0: uh pipe major sounds like a real shit bag He <laughs> <laughs> really does
1: and i know this type well i've seen this type yeah of it's
0: classic right and i mean the, the 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 thing that comes to my mind right away probably uh causing a slight decrease in my membership is like leave that band immediately
1: <laughs> well sh- Read the second part. She says something about I'm just spending time here until I can go back to this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I She's... need to get some experience marching first, and these guys march a lot. So. <laughs> pipe,
0: pipe band, pipe band, purgatory.
2: Oh yeah. my
1: god! Yeah, yeah, no, this is great. Um, and is, it's weird. This uh, email is signed from Carl.
2: Huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: crazy. Is
1: he talking about you? Yeah, he must oh, be. Talking about <laughs>
0: <you>. <laughs> I mean, some things sound a little bit like me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> There's a pretty big disclaimer in the article <laughs> that uh, I'm not trying to claim I've, I've yeah, been you the met, best pipe like, major. Sure, yeah.
1: we've, we've all made mistakes, but yeah, so that was, that was a great one I got this, uh, this last week, as a matter of fact.
2: But yeah, well, so, that, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, com- <laughs> complete coincidence that someone decided to rant about their pipe major to the email right before we do the pipe majors episode.
1: Right, Which I'm screwed, sure won't be but, the first
2: hey. or the last pipe majors episode. <laughs>
1: no, we're bound to get a lot of them after this, I would imagine.
2: So we did get we did get another email. Um, this and this is uh, I don't know. This isn't to me so as much of a pipe major specific thing as it seems to be kind of like a general like leadership being leadership type thing. But I also I'm gonna have to try to like edit it to I'm gonna have to edit it as I go to not have this person uh, get in trouble or maybe they'll get trouble anyway. Who cares? Onward for, In for a penny, in for a pound. That's what I say if you're going to send us a fucking email and not, not explicitly say in your email, don't read this. So our band yeah, executive
1: she, she never uh, says.
2: has decided to hold a Robbie Burns event. They held one last year. No one in the band was really into it, and the band took a, let's just say, significant financial hit. One of the main expenses is that they hired a band to play, which is ridiculous because no one cared about having a band except for uh, one of the exec members who made it clear they would like to would like to sleep with one or (laughs) all band. Shit! One or all members of the band that has been hired. (laughs) This event is also supposed to be a fundraiser but not for us. For a children's charity that's tangentially associated with the band. Last year no one signed up to bring potluck items to the dinner because no one wanted to do the event in the first place. So this year the uh, board is having it catered. Therefore, band members are going to be charged something like $30 to attend an event they've already demonstrated they aren't interested in. They're also expected to maybe play, but not much since we've hired a, quote, real band, provide items for the silent auction, help with setup, and sell a quota of two tickets each on top of the one they're buying for themselves. Anyway, I made these points to Pipe Major. Why is this a band event when it's not raising funds and we're not performing? How is is it a fundraiser we're expecting a loss? And his response was that I was going to do I was going to go. It was going to go great this year And if someone had a problem with the way things were run They didn't have to attend the event So that's my plan um, I'm just going to take a gig the night of the band dinner And use that as my excuse not to go I hate to come across as a sulky naysayer But I've tried offering my input As someone who's been a part of Pipe Bands for 8 years And this band specifically for over 2 And now part of the exec So now I think my best move is to cut my losses with this event And hope the rest of the exec doesn't hold it against me it's just frustrating, you know? You want to invest in something and build something great, but then people, will, then there will be people and, that do totally irrational things. It probably doesn't help that I want everything to operate logically and efficiently. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant. I'll probably finish my third glass of wine and turn in. Keep up the good work. <laughs> uh,
1: and I just want to reference one other thing, because the email she sent, she sent it in two emails, and this is the person who when she was so pissed that her pipe major went out and bought a shirt at 1.30 in the morning from us just to say fuck you to the pipe major. <laughs> so uh, that's always... Uh, we, we, we appreciate that. There's, a, there's <laughs> definitely like a...
0: There's definitely a theme of passive aggression going on uh, in this. She's buying a shirt at one thirty a.m. just to piss off her pipe major, and then uh, then there's also like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a gig and skip the band gig. Screw those. <laughs> screw my band. I don't know. That that sounds to me like uh, there's red flags going off there. Like maybe there maybe there's a. Some uh, problems with followership in addition to problems with leadership.
1: There. Well, I tell you what. One thing it's definitely crossed my mind about this. As a pipe major, I'm sure you'll feel this way. Like the next thing we should do after this is ten reasons oh, yeah. you're you shitty band. Ten reasons you're yeah. a shitty band, Tem- member. Oh, yeah. a shitty band <laughs> member. Not just a, not just leadership.
2: Like here here's signs that you're a shitty follower.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because maybe this guy's a dick. I don't know, but maybe he's trying to get something done. I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Yeah. but you know what I mean. Sometimes people are just. Naysayers. I mean, it's kind of play. bad.
0: It's kind of bad when she's like, Some stupid children's charity, <laughs>
1: not even our own band. <laughs> uh,
0: Who is this asshole <laughs> raising money for children? <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Great. I kind of get her on that. I, I that charity thing doesn't work on me. <laughs> People try to use it to get us to do shit all the time. And I'm like, No, nah, let's yeah, say right. those, little, those little kids
2: have their whole lives to raise money.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like. Can those
0: kids? Can those kids play a scale with no crossing noises? Because if not, screw them.
2: Unless, oh, the, unless those little fuckers are going to join the band, I, I'm not contributing to their charity.
0: <laughs> Where's my
2: t-shirt? Little, little Timmy and little Abigail want to pick up some fucking pipes and drums. Then we'll talk about treating your leukemia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: oh Jesus Christ! Uh, healthcare
0: costs just went
1: up. <laughs>
2: Oh. Well, there goes the uh, there goes an the increase on the Chandraan employee insurance premium. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So we do I, have a special
0: we have a special discounted uh, leukemia rate at the dojo. <laughs> uh, just...
2: That's because that's because there's so much asbestos in the walls. You have, you have the, 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 the mesothelioma getting, you saw my... coverage. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah. This building is so old; it wouldn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> what? You, what you
2: think the uh, you think the piper's dojo water ga- air pressure gauge you think that's not made with carcinogens come on now
0: <laughs> i mean we literally put windex in the tube so
1: so you're breathing those
0: chemicals <laughs> yeah in. definitely got keeps your
2: pipes minty fresh
0: <laughs> probably not a bad idea well that's actually one of the there's a several reasons it's good number one is uh we learned the hard way that food coloring stains oh, so yeah. we, we uh we used to have like we used to rent a little space in a church, and we used to we have these tube water manometers, right? And we used to fill them with red food coloring, mm-hmm. so you could see the water really clearly. Well, of course, one day, like the water levels down or whatever, and somebody hooks into the thing, blows up, and like Shots red, bright red liquid shoots up, and basically like blood stains, <laughs> like, <laughs> blood stains the entire uh, like it was it's like the nursery section of the church, right? That we were using, so. There's like blood all over the nursery at the church. So, so uh, Windex doesn't stain, and uh, you can see it clearly, and it doesn't grow mold. So that's why we that's we use uh, at least uh, at least several parts Windex in the manometers. Yeah. Yeah. How do we end up on that?
1: I have no idea. I, it doesn't yeah. matter. But need, needless <laughs> to
0: say, uh, needless to say, we, we no longer uh, cohabitate uh, with the Episcopalians. And, and look on the bright side.
2: After that. We, don't, we don't have to worry about that tangent because Fusco will edit it out later. <laughs> um okay so i feel like our emails um kind of uh, you know in a, in a soft way lead us into all the reasons that your pipe major sucks or all the clues that your pipe major sucks now uh mr douglas my understanding is you have you have some some disclaimers that go before this
0: Yeah, like I mean, there's several. Uh, First thing is, um, I think we're gonna try to release the article on roughly the same day as the podcast. So if you're out there and you find the article, it was actually written by uh, one of our like best students here at the dojo, Doctor John Holcomb. So like, shout out to him for writing the article. I uh, it's it's like much too grammatically correct and like well thought out to be something I actually wrote. (laughs) So um, thanks to him for that and like. Yeah, it's interesting. We already sort of talked about it, right? Like one of the big disclaimers that Mark Dubois, a great piper here from New York, pointed out on the internal forum when we were like pipe major bashing, is like just be careful that you're not actually the asshole, right? Like there's a lot of shitty mem- band members out there, like Fusco oh, was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, uh, my pipe my pipe major refuses to accept any feedback. It's like, well, if you're giving the pipe major feedback in the middle of a practice when he or she is like trying to get something done, like that makes you the dick. Right. Not exactly. like not the pipe major. Right. And nobody's nobody's ever gonna be perfect, I don't think. But you know, uh you can't be the pot calling the kettle black. Sure. And and I think there might there might be more of that than there might be more crappy band members out there than there are bad pipe majors. Well, Actually, I would t- say statistically, I, yeah, statistically
2: that's the only way it can be like the chances are, it, it's kind of <laughs> like the, uh, well, it, it's almost like the old saying, um, you know, if you walk down the street and you meet someone that's an asshole, then you met an asshole. If every person you interact with is an asshole, then you're the fucking asshole.
0: Then you're the, yeah. Then you're so
2: the if you're, if you're going to band you're like, well, my pipe major's an asshole, but the drum sergeant's kind of an asshole too. And so were my other band members, and so was the pipe sergeant. Well, you you might yeah. be the asshole in this situation, and everyone else is just doing their fucking job.
0: Absolutely, and I, and I think that's really important. And um, you know, and and like, you know, as much as this article was kind of therapeutic to put together and to think about and stuff like that.
2: Um, Plus, who doesn't like good definitely bait. a two?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the title is, is strictly for clickbait. I mean, <laughs> uh that's basically what's what's interesting and unusual is that i'm not really trying to sell anything with this article yeah yeah so it's just an article that we put together
1: <laughs> but it'll drive eh, either way it's eyes to you wait so are you saying that chanarant
2: listeners that go to dojouniversity.com slash chanarant don't get 10 percent off their premium <laughs> membership by listening to this episode
0: shit man that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: let's do that <laughs> <laughs> done have, have the done. Have, have the science department begin on this immediately
1: <laughs> quick let me message carl uh, yeah about to we say need that's... A, we need a code called hey, hey uh <laughs> hey
2: Fusco, uh just take notes that's how you sell sponsorships bro <laughs> <laughs> on there air live <laughs> so okay so yeah the idea is that um there it's very likely that there's just as many bad band followers as bad band pipe majors and I would say, I've, I've, read, said, I've read the article. I've read the first, well, I don't know if this is the one that's actually going to get published, but I've read what I'm assuming was one of the first drafts. And I, I would say you, uh, you guys are pretty nice in here.
0: Yeah, well, you know how it is, right? Like, uh, uh, I'm m- me, Mr. Boring, right? <laughs> I, like, I have all sorts of really, prov- I have really provocative thoughts, but then I have to tone them down and, so I don't lose half of my membership <laughs> overnight by coming on a radical uh what are you, right wing or left wing podcast? I, I don't I know. Don't, I think I think <laughs> just, I
2: think we just have two devil wings, and that's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like a devil on each shoulder. <laughs> exactly. uh, but uh, but yeah, so it, it came out a little bit uh, came out a little bit diplomatic or something, yeah. uh, which is okay. Um, and I, I think it's mainly meant to be food for thought. And, uh, and, and you have to be careful, right? Like, I think one of the things, I don't know if it's technically in the article, but one of the disclaimers could be, I think a lot of people are really, really, really crappy pipe majors, even though they're pretty good people. Right, yeah. You know, uh, like, they're good people, and they honestly think they're doing their best.
1: I, I'm sure that's probably more
0: even though they're hopelessly inadequate and doing a huge disservice to piping, uh, by by uh, you know death gripping their position as pipe major, they're actually really good people.
1: Yeah.
0: Jesus um,
2: Andrew, take it easy. He's right there.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm, tr- I'm kind of looking at him as I say a lot of this but, stuff. And I'm he's, glad he's I'm they, glad he's in I'm the like, room what? with you. He, he's not getting it. He's not getting it. <laughs>
2: So, okay. So, okay. I want to get into this um, quick background. Um, Andrew Douglas, you have been the pipe major of several bands, correct?
0: Yeah. So, so I was, uh, my first pipe major experience was, I mean, it was actually much better than a parade band, but, um, but that's mostly what the band did. Uh, it was actually probably like great, solid grade four band when I was pipe major of the St. Andrews College Pipes and Drums back in the day. And definitely. um I was def- probably definitely guilty of some of the things on our list, you know, when I was 16 years old, like being a pipe major of the band, but, um, but yeah. And then, uh, I've been pipe major in other scenarios, but, and then most importantly on the other end of the spectrum, I was pipe major of the Oren Moore pipe band for six or seven years. I think There, uh, starting in 2008. So, when so I think,
2: yeah, I've, I've, I think, I think you ahead, bring up, you bring up a really good point that, um, for the most part, people who are what would be considered a good pipe major now aren't necessarily people who have never done these things. It's probably people that have done these things and realize that's not the way to do it and then change their behavior
0: absolutely and and I think that's like I think that's maybe one of the underlying messages, right? I know that this this word is like a dangerous word, but you know being humble or or not overly arrogant right is like an important element of it, but at the same time, like how do you become a pipe major without having a lot of confidence in your abilities? Certainly, a good pipe major has to be extremely confident. So it's like a—it's a really delicate balance.
2: All right, and um, then so for for background on our, our second uh, member of this panel, Mr. Andy Fuko, um, currently the pipe major of a uh, grade four service band with no drums.
1: Correct. <clears throat> Ouch,
2: Josh, you know that's well, your band, with, right? With one drum. <laughs> Me. With one, with one drum. <laughs> Um, that's me (laughs) known, known for, um, stupid YouTube videos, but also poorly playing at high school football games.
0: You've got a (laughs) a couple of
2: YouTube videos. uh, I'm a
0: big fan
1: of (laughs) the ones you're in. Uh, no comment. (laughs) And
2: then, and then just to, just to round out the panel, um, you have me who was for one season, the, um, pipe major of the grade five. Here we go. Here we go. The undefeated grade five. Band that shall not be named,
1: and, and acting pipe major at said football game, and acting pipe major
2: at said disastrous gig of a football game. Luckily, it was only incredibly broadly televised.
1: Oh yeah, and luckily they prepaid the bill, so they couldn't take it back.
2: Yep, it's, just, a, uh,
0: it's just, a tough thing, right? Like, it's a tough thing to be a pipe major because, like, you know, you really can't turn it off. I think that's, you know, um, and I. Th- Think both of you guys are in touch with what that means.
1: I you very know? much know what you mean by that. Yeah, you know,
0: like there's no, you can't take a, you can't take a hiatus. It's like that commercial where, where the parent says to the two year old, like, I gotta take a sick day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> two year olds like, I don't know what that means. And your, your pipe band is much like a two year old, I think, in many. Oh, in
1: so many ways. Um, but yeah, you, you can't take a it's, break, and like I can totally,
0: I can totally sympathize like with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly right wheel like a two year old. That's for sure. God damn. Uh, um, but uh, where was where was I going with that? Uh, pipe band is like
1: two year old. Um, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> but you can't you can't take a hiatus, oh, and okay. I can sort of sympathize with. Uh, with a lot of pipe majors, good or bad, who are probably just totally overwhelmed by the whole process, sure like, it's an unbelievably difficult thing,
1: yeah, because also, for the most part, at least in the u s you're also essentially managing a nonprofit art organization. most of us tend to be nonprofits for whatever reason that's the way it ends up. so now you're doing a whole lot of stuff, at least in the beginning when you're starting a band or whatever that you know nothing about probably, like anything like fundraising, legalities. Managing people—that's right. Uh, it's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but, so you learn on the job very often. So, <clears throat> but yeah, for sure. All what right. do you think, Josh?
2: I think that's perfect. Clue number one. I think that that brings us into clue number one. Um, so you, got, you guys want to take turns on these, starting with you, Andrew Douglas.
0: <clears throat>
2: sure. Clue
0: number one: Big fish syndrome. So long story so- short, with this, where I'm going with this is, I think that a lot of people become really comfortable uh they find a, a small pond of pipers pr- probably pipers which they're better than or have more experience than and they become really comfortable just uh being the big fish in the small pond that everybody looks up to and um and it's the type of thing where whoops i kind of hit the, i kind of hit the mic there i, it, yeah. I didn't really but i kind of <laughs> did uh but uh you know the comfortable big fish small pond and then that makes it difficult for a band to progress because if if uh members of the band or the band itself progress beyond like the capabilities of that you know big fish in a small pond uh then we you know then a lot of issues tend to come up with ego and how to let go and how to um you know let the band be successful
2: um yeah i mean i think i think uh i have not witnessed this that i can think of in current memory but i can definitely see like for the most part, in my experience with bands, <laughs> there is always a, a a decent size range of ability and experience. It's very rare that the majority, in my experience, that the majority of people in the band are all kind of around the same level. Usually, it's vastly different just across the spectrum. Yeah, and so if you're a pipe major, that is, and I, I bet I bet another. I see that you have like you have like the related clues that go with these. Like one of them is a a poor pipe major with this with this issue will openly criticize pipers or drummers who leave the band, not for good reason, just because they've left the pond. I would, yes. I would say um, another, another clue that could, sh- that could kind of be involved with that is the idea of, I guess this actually does come up a little bit later, of progressing individual members and, like, and driving the, the teaching. If you're a pipe major that doesn't take instruction, for example, like you're not improving yourself, you're not really focusing on improving other people, if there's a person in the band that's better than you and you're the pipe major what are you doing to kind of encourage that person to <clears throat> pursue either yeah. either solo uh competition or maybe you know on the off scene off season going to play with a higher grade band
0: absolutely and i think that comes up later in the clues too. that exact point like um <clears throat> so yeah it's a difficult thing i don't know Fusco. <clears throat> um i mean Fusco, you're a big fish in a small pond what do you think Wait, what are you trying to say here? (laughs) Welcome to Albany, bitch.
2: No, this says this says they want to be a big fish in a small pond, an unassuming small community of friendly bagpipers.
0: Well that's that's where that that's the key word. That's
1: a little different. Our situation is completely different. (laughs) Especially Angel, who's very angry. That guy's a dick. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) <laughs> just, I'm just,
0: I'm just playing along. I, I haven't, I haven't really spoken to him in a, a- while. A- Angel for, uh, you Nick, you're right.
2: Angel for Pipe Major 2019. <laughs> I'm saying it now.
1: That's the way to go for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's, Josh, you started in a hit on something. I don't know if we're maybe it's, moving along too, too fast into other clues or whatever. But, you, you sort of reference the jealousy. There's some, there can be some jealousy. Amongst um, band members, you know, towards pipe majors in, in situations like this, I've f- I found, you know, we've, you can look at it from the other side of it, I suppose, where, you know, like, does the pipe major, like you said, something about letting people go, like out to play other bands or whatever you you said there, um, you know, that can be an issue where people are very loyal to their own organization and then it causes some, you know. Um, jealousy issues or whatever that sort of stuff so you know managing that situation like how does the pipe major let people do that without hurting his own organization i suppose you know like it or or hers it's 2018 well yeah (laughs) well whatever (laughs) um does you know does he let them out to do that sort of thing is is you know I, i don't know if i've ever known anybody to be like this but I don't know. Have you? What big fish in a small pond? Yeah, like I don't know. Any, I can't think of a specific example where. I've I can think
0: this. of a. I can think of a couple examples. Hmm.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know. I can't say any. I can't say anything without it becoming like.
1: Yeah, I can see. Obvious what
0: I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, so um, so real quick, uh, poll of our pipe major panel. Uh, does anyone want to admit to having been guilty of being have of, of big fish syndrome?
0: Hmm. No, I, I, I think of the things I'm guilty of, this isn't so much one of those things. Although, um, definitely in my Orem Moore days, definitely we'd be pissed off if people left our band to go to another grade one band. Sure. I, I mean, maybe I don't think, I think I would have been able to like handle it. Quasi professionally, maybe like uh, there might be a little, a little, uh, a little passive aggressive, little shit talking like here and there, but like, like in general, I think like like how I outwardly handled it would be okay, let's say maybe mm-hmm. uh, not overly egregious, but definitely super pissed off on the inside yeah, yeah, if sure. somebody left our band for for a different one. Definitely
1: guilty of that. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't think this one applies to me really. I mean, uh. Like the things you talk about, like saying things like the audience won't notice, that's definitely not me. I'm always, I've always been trying to get people to get better because I know it's going to help the band. So like those kind of things I would, I was never, that never really applied to me, I don't think.
2: Let's go on to Clue 2. <clears throat> um, yeah, and this Clue 2, I'm going to kick
1: over to Mr. Foucault. This is perfect because uh, this one is exactly me. They know everything. But don't. Oh wait, no, this isn't me. Sorry, <laughs> it is you. <laughs> but don't sound good. <laughs> Clue two: they know everything, but don't sound good. So, what do you mean by this one, Andrew?
0: No, the know-it-all pipe manager, the pipe manager that has an answer to everything, just to make sure they have an answer for everything, even if they don't really have an answer for everything. Uh, and like one of the indications that they don't actually have the answer to everything, even though that they seem to act like they do is they don't actually sound good when they play
1: yeah that's pretty obvious
0: how many pipe majors out there are telling their constituents exactly how to do everything but when they fire up it's absolute mayhem
1: well pick any service band and you probably oh my god
0: i mean uh, i can't speak to every service band but so many bands
1: i'm thinking of arizona fire service band in particular but Cahill runs yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. How many bands are <laughs> how many bands are like going to Scotland next year to compete whose pipe majors can't tune their own drones, much less the drones of the group. Yeah,
2: that'd be that would be, that would be absolutely terrifying to know. me if I was a player if I was a player underneath a pipe major who would be like, Okay, here's exactly everything you need to do. I'm gonna go warm up real quick and it just sounded bad. Like, well, wait a minute.
1: that player wouldn't stick in that band would they ever like hell no realize it pretty quick i mean Uh, the only reason i I stayed in the band with you (laughs) is because
2: you're switching to drum i don't have to listen to you play pipes anymore
1: uh but one of the things one of the things you're saying this is the old statement of we've always done it this way that old saw i guess um so yeah that's a pretty big clue that your pipe major is an idiot
0: yeah i mean it's a common theme across a lot of these clues which is the idea you know you can get feedback or good ideas and they're just going to be disregarded because the pipe major knows all the reasons that's dumb and why their way is good even though the truth is they don't actually know what they're talking about just a brief thing that came to my mind is um i remember vividly and and it's definitely true in in verari as well Mm -hmm. i remember vividly in sfu though like a young super cocky like Quasi know it all kid Mm -hmm. when I started in SFU and, um, you know, learning the art of checking my ego at the door. Like one of the big, you know, one of the big helpful features or helpful factors that allowed that process to happen very quickly was obviously Jack sounded like Jack every time he struck up his pipes. But the other person that was just undeniably amazing sounding every time he struck up his instrument was. Terry Lee you know like undoubtedly yeah Terry Lee always sounded amazing I think he took a lot of pride in that and where I was going with it is like one of those things right like one of those clues or indicators for any members out there who are thinking to themselves huh I wonder you know I wonder where my pipe major stands on this continuum of Mm -hmm. of sucky to not sucky (laughs) Uh, when your pipe major strikes up do you think to yourself damn that sounds real nice Josh you can answer go ahead
2: Um, no, it's actually funny because this makes me think about, um, earlier, the earlier years of the band that shall not be named when, uh, I had just joined, um, you and Eric had been there for a while and like everyone thought they knew a little bit about something like you, like you could get, you could get advice on the, especially when it came to like the pipes themselves, every single piper in the band felt very qualified to offer you some advice. And knowing what I know now, nobody knew what the fuck they were talking about, like even even right. remotely, <laughs> compared to what we know now when it comes to like setting your pipe up, maintenance, tuning, uh, performance, all that stuff.
1: Yep.
2: So that's that's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of when like you know you would hear you could talk to six different people. I mean, this would have been two thousand three, two thousand four. You could talk to six different people on the West, in the West Coast piping scene, and you would get six different answers. On something as simple as like setting up your instrument, yeah. Whereas now, <laughs> there's only there's only one right way to do it. <laughs> like you, you're not going to get six answers.
1: Well, <clears throat> in the you're talking in the band now, in our band now. Yeah, like or, I
2: yeah, in our band now, like uh, the people that um you know occasionally associate themselves with the dojo, like you know that there's like a good way to do it. Just do it that way.
1: Well, you know that's true. You would assume, but there's still a lot of people out there that sort of resist knowledge the obvious yeah, yeah yeah it's it's wild i mean and to be fair like uh we learned all that thanks to mr douglas here i learned a lot of that from him and the sfu sort of tree of teaching because i've learned from guys that played with sfu for lots of years and then i got to learn it from so, andy for
2: free which was great correct
1: you did i spent lots of money learning that shit, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and you don't have to, you can just become a member of the dojo for $30 a month. Piper'sdojo.com slash channel.
0: You guys are, I mean, you guys are extremely grateful to me. I really appreciate that, but really this, it's not necessary.
2: No, well, no, it's not even, it's not even that we're oh. like, uh, sucking your dick just for the sake of sucking your dick. It's that no, like, that for the way, later. yeah, that comes later. Like I know when I like when I started to look at some of that stuff, i like literally I was like, Oh, this this just makes sense. This isn't this isn't hoodoo voodoo, this isn't fucking magic, mystical magic. Like it's just do this in in this way. And look at that. It's the instrument's easy to play now. It's, it's air efficient. My fucking drones are calibrated correctly. My my pipe isn't trying to kill me every other time I play it.
0: <laughs> There's a reason a lot of these people gravitate towards bagpiping, right? And and uh I'm extremely not a fan of you know of too many of these people unless they unless they change their minds and decide they'd like to learn the instrument for real mm-hmm. right there's a reason people gravitate to this cuz like and, and i'm making a generalization metaphor thing or majig here but like those people could not go play football right because if they went and played football with the attitude that they already know everything they get their ass kicked like pounded into the ground literally <laughs> yeah um, because you can't be ignorant in something like football because you'll literally get your ass kicked or any like or any actual quantitative objective sport of any kind sure uh, or even even slightly more quantitative art forms like you, you know you, you can't be that way as a photographer, right? Because you'll show your photographs to people and they'll say that shit, Mm -hmm. right? But like, and so people gravitate, right? People ultimately, pipe majors and follower types, right? They all gravitate towards piping because it's way easier to fake it. And I think that's really too bad, right? It's way easier to fake that you know something. Uh, And I think hopefully that era is kind of drawing to a close to a degree. But like it, you know, it really this whole topic really gets to that underlying uh, thing. Why?
1: Yeah. Why do you think uh, that's drawing to a close?
0: Uh, because 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 of the Chandra like, podcast, kind of, duh. Yeah, because <laughs> of the Chandra podcast and dojouniversity.com. Dot com, dot com. Uh, but like, yeah, it's coming to a close because the, the availability of you know in, top notch instruction is uh, way more available now than it ever has been.
1: So they you can't know. hide in the dark anymore, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like people used to write letters to Donald McLeod, asking him to send them, to send them cassette tapes of right. him teaching stuff. Right. Yeah. You used to have you used to write a letter to him personally, yeah. and you know he he would like dub a cassette for you yeah. and send it over to you. Like yeah. that's that's how ge- like I'm mean, generalizing. It's probably not actually true, but that's uh, the way Jack Lee got a lot of his P-Rock knowledge when he was younger. You know, he had like a personal pen pal relationship with. Donald McLeod or something, you know, yeah, yeah, or yeah. either that or people in the community did and maybe they shared the tapes with each other or something, I don't know, but right. it's different now, right? Like now you can spend $15 a month on my website or, or any amount of money with anybody, right? Yeah. Cal, Callum and Jack and yeah. uh, you, for yeah. Christ's sake, you can pay Fusco <laughs> to learn online uh, on the internet. So it's a lot harder to be dumb and get away with it now. That's true. That's why I think it's, and, and I think ultimately and not too long, you'll just look like a fool if you're continuing to do some of this stuff. But in the meantime, we need to write articles like this to stir the, the pot. It's yeah, <laughs> perfect. to get people to, get people to <laughs> single out the, the people. But it's probably majors and followers too, right? But it's like like total ignorance to basic facts. And I'm not saying like... I know how to express Susan McLeod better than you. I mean, I know how to express it better than Josh, but maybe not better than you. <laughs> maybe Which, not, maybe uh, not better than Foucault. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> play a better damn grip. But no, but, uh, but in the topic of grips, right? Like it's pretty cut and dry how to play one, mm-hmm. right? So it's not, to me, I, I, I struggle to see how it's acceptable to not be able to play a good one, especially a, as a person who's leading and teaching a group, right? Sure. Like it's not that hard. It takes practice. Uh, it requires a lot of commitment to master it, but like, that's the name of the game, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you were a fly on the wall 15 years ago in Las Vegas, you would have seen that there were opinions on how to do things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> there was lots of opinions on the way to do it. A lot, a I mean, lot
2: of and... differing, differing opinions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very differing opinions. Yeah. So I, I guess I understand back then why people struggled so much because nobody really knew and, or at least it was really hard to get to the source of what the the truth was. I think
0: the and the issue is like for me, don't like I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying. Style is really really important, mm-hmm. but it's the last five sure. percent, right? It's it's what takes you from being like the same as everybody in the ninety fifth percentile of pipers. Style is what takes you into the 99th percentile, mm-hmm. for sure. Super important. I I'm super concerned with style in my own playing. Sure, uh, provided my fundamentals are going well enough. Okay to not want to shoot myself and or go work on those. Uh, You know, but I think think a lot of the world, a lot of the pipe band, like band halls, they have it flipped, right? 95% of the stuff they're talking about is all style related. It's all icing on the cake where it needs to be the other way around, right? Anyway, I'm starting to get ultra boring. Like I took it to I've taken it to a new level. This is perfect.
2: Uh, so reading a lot of hate
1: mail on this one. This yeah. is uh, exactly
2: what the um, fans needed after Dirtbag Olympics part 3. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> By the gotta, way, I, I must have missed on that. I we got to we got to bring,
2: bring them we got to down again before we before we bring them back up. It's, you know, an entertaining <laughs> show.
0: Anyway, right, good enough so, hate mail, and I'll do another episode of the <laughs> passive aggressive podcast. Oh, we were bound to get it. On oh the show yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: sorry, sorry. Just, I'm just, you know. sorry. So, um, I get to talk about clue three. I hate those guys, and this is um, essentially a, a poor pipe major hates bands that are better than your band. Whether it's performance, competing, he's critical of their scores, their uniforms, their marching, whatever. If they win prizes, it's because of some shameful behavior, not because they're actually just spanking you musically. All score sheets and other feedback meant to be constructive are viewed as stupid. The Pipe Major never concedes, out loud at least, that the other band's musical qualities are what make them clearly better, and Andrew Douglas is gay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I did something funny there, but the listeners will They'll never pick no up idea. on They'll that.
2: Never pick up on <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so and I'm not gonna
0: try to explain it because you can't try to explain those things.
2: You know what? Actually, did we did we did we go around before we talk? Did we go around clue two? And is anybody guilty of um, knowing everything but not sounding good? No, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. I,
2: I'm I'm gonna say maybe in, my, maybe in the early days. Yeah, I'm gonna say like early on, uh, hotshot, young Piper Josh. I guarantee I was just probably spouting shit that I knew nothing about. I wasn't a pipe major at the time, it. but yeah, like I guarantee that I was just like. And granted, it was probably because I heard it somewhere else, but still. Yeah, I'll take I'll take some. Yeah. Uh, so, clue three. I hate those guys. Anybody want to claim they're guilty of this?
1: Um, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah, I've yeah, always yeah.
2: hated I've always hated bands that are better than my band.
0: <laughs> I'm much I'm much 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 better now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I well.
0: I, hmm. I really like, for example. Uh, so, for example, I, I played in the top of grade one for probably, let's see, six years with SFU and now three years with Inverary. Mm-hmm. And I've been second like six times mm-hmm. at the Worlds, always to field Marshall Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Now, when, in my younger years, I, felt, I definitely felt a certain resentment. I think just because I was young, I didn't put much thought into it. Also, um, now that I've been a pipe major as well, I think that's a big thing. And then nowadays, it's like, shit, you got to recognize just how good that is. And, and it's really like, it sucks because you want to win. Mm-hmm. But once you get past that, it's just amazing uh, how good they are. It really is. Okay. That's all, right. all, that's all I'm going to give up, though.
2: I would, I would so say are you,
1: saying, are you saying you hate field marshals? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm <laughs> saying. I, I used to definitely. You heard it, you heard it here first, he,
2: folks.
0: In the SFU days, I was, I was definitely guilty of like feeling genuine resentment towards shots and FM. Uh, but only because I didn't think about it enough. I was just concerned with, I was just concerned with how good I thought we were.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't really giving credit to how good those bands were. It's like, um, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I've definitely I've definitely hated other bands more from a rivalry standpoint than like, and, and kind of how they would act. or It wasn't so much that they were good that bothered me because there was bands at our level that I also thought were good that I got along with. But if they were kind of douchey, like, I've had enemy, you know, enemies over the years <laughs> uh, that you just don't like in just because of the way they are or the connections they have or whatever it is. But
0: you've really you've stopped making new enemies, though. That's good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, ever, since, be- ever
2: since ever since <laughs> started, um, you know, we we find we're burying like, the hatchet sure? with more people. <laughs> By that I mean yeah, I just had like- to change my address <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, I would say. I've definitely
1: I've definitely gone down the road of like if they win prizes, it's only because of some shameful behavior. Like their their band, their band was the judges.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean
1: that stuff pisses me off, but you know whatever.
0: <laughs> it's really it's really easy to give into that kind of like thought process, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially when you're sort of new to the process and figuring out what's going on, that sort of thing
2: i find that i can yeah, i can Josh, you were gonna say i can definitely hate um bands that are better or that or that beat the whatever band i'm playing in i have a I have a hard time um i think i think like you said it's more of a rivalry thing because like i i can hate your band and still like most of the people in the band for sure like even like immediately after that band kicks my ass i'm still gonna go to the beer tent and be like you fucking assholes good job i guess fucking assholes like (laughs) like, you know what are you gonna do like at the end of the day you still you still got beat bro true i mean yeah yeah
1: what are you gonna do there's no way to rewrite
0: it i mean i don't know
2: andrew uh you you guys were um shamefully destroyed at the world's this year what what was that like for you does that make you hate the other man that was a that was a loaded question (laughs) um yeah i mean like so this
0: was the sixth second place i've gotten personally at the world's uh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's tough to swallow every time, but, um, uh, and it, it definitely hurts. There's no doubt about it. And there's no way, there's no way, uh, on the rare occasions, Richard has gotten beat. There's no way he's like, oh, well, maybe next year. There's no way that's him.
1: I No, I'm sure.
0: So like, you know, so I think that, I think that's all. But I think that uh, with maturity comes that kind of perspective, like, and, and sure enough, right, when I finally, it, it personally takes me a couple of weeks before I'm ready to listen to the Worlds, with the one exception being last year when we won. I was like hot to trot listening to everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, after a loss, which is most of the time, uh, it takes me a couple of weeks. But then sure enough, you turn on Field Marshall and it's like, wow. Yeah. Shit. That, yeah, that was good. They nailed
2: it. <laughs> Interesting clue three. Next one. So, clue four, this is back to you, Douglas. Clue four,
0: back to me. A suffocating repertoire. A poor pipe major often has several characteristics in this category. Clue. So, there's a bunch of clues with this one. Uh, they won't put tunes in the competition sets or general repertoire that they don't already know. Next clue. They put in tunes that are clearly beyond the reach of many of the pipers in the group. Uh, and there's more text in the article that you, people are capable of reading, I hope. Uh, maybe not, though. Not, not our listeners. a good portion yeah. of your literature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just kind of the pipe major only being able, willing to play from their wheelhouse and uh, and not you know being willing to show any sort of vulnerability with that. <clears throat> what do you think? I'm definitely guilty of this a little bit, as far as you know. if I'm going to be a pipe major of a band, I'm usually heavily involved in picking out the tunes. And admittedly, like, I'm only drawing from my own arsenal of tunes that I've played before, generally speaking. It's fairly rare that, you know, the band played tunes I wasn't already pretty familiar with. Which I don't think has to be a bad thing, but it really can be.
1: Well, I guess it depends on how much you know. (laughs) Because if you have a large repertoire, then it it could help. But, um, hmm, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is me so much, uh,
0: you don't know enough tunes I don't know to enough have a, to, yeah, a whole repertoire. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: no, not. Yeah, like I would pick stuff that I've heard that might go well together. So, and I I don't know. Do you think it's. How advantageous is it to let people in on the process of picking tunes for the band? It depends. Like, I don't know. Like, generally, I, I don't. I think people. Well, we've had this experience. Josh will probably speak about it. But where people will pick stuff that's way too hard for them. And I've learned that the hard way a long time ago. That like this isn't reasonable and we need to do simpler stuff, but of course people don't want to do the simpler stuff. There's that, especially at grade four level, you're all over the place with ability.
0: So that's simpler the, stuff's boring, right?
1: Generally, <laughs> or they think it is, if, that's right. if they're not really, they're not thinking of it like, well, I could use this simple tune to improve my D doubling that shows up across green hills or whatever it is, you know, like, or I can, I can always work to improve my tone as I'm playing. I'm, I don't think people think like that when they're first getting into tunes. there. they just want to play everything they get their hands on, and the cooler it sounds, the better. Um, but then you get yourself into trouble. So maybe in a way, like <laughs> you could look at it as suffocating, where I I kind of force people to play stuff that's simpler, that they don't want to do. But it's like, well, you can't play that hornpipe yet. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's going to sound like crap. I promise you. Well, yeah, especially uh, when especially
2: know. when you get into the situation where like people are struggling with the simpler stuff already. And it's kind of like, okay, like you're, you're getting bored on this repertoire that has been the same for a while, but you still haven't mastered it. So are you not mastering it because you're too bored with it or are you not capable of mastering it? Like people, I guess people think that if they just wait long enough, maybe those tunes will go away and they'll get something new and more interesting to work on. But it's like, it'll go away a lot quicker if you just master it.
0: I think people are definitely, um, they want to play tunes that are harder before they can play tunes that are easier, well. Because it's hard work to play tunes that are easy really well. It's kind of interesting. I think a successful band figures out how to make the simple tunes interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's definitely true. Or challenging or uh, invigorating. How would one do
1: that? Any thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, in and Mar, we just, you know, we focused on technique in a really intense way that, you know, for the people who survived in the group, you right, know, yeah. uh, they found that really interesting. You know, just how good can we make this material? Granted, it was a grade one band, so the material we're playing isn't that uh, uninteresting right, yeah. at that level either.
1: Plus you're dealing with, if people have gotten to that level, they probably have a different mindset from the people at the lower levels. You'd
0: be, probably. You'd be surprised probably, <laughs> really? Fusco, but yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. And then, um, you know, at the lower levels, I mean, I, I'm sure a guy like... F.U. E. Joe Brady would have a lot of perspective there too, because they do that really well. Yeah, you know, like people are engaged in the process of, uh, you know, getting better in a way that's sort of comprehensive. Yeah, go ahead, Josh.
2: No, I, I like. I feel like we. I feel like we've definitely tried that. Um, we have had times, uh, in in our band where we you know tried to get more engagement by letting people speak up on that process of like, hey, like what sets do we potentially want to add? What tunes we want to draw like what where you know give give some level of input and i the funny thing is i would probably do it for the wrong reason in my mind the reason to do that is because then people don't have any excuse when they're seem uninterested by the repertoire like it's like well you had a chance to speak up about this you had a say in this like you don't you don't get that excuse now Okay, so this has actually turned out perfectly because, Fusco, you're up next with Clue 5, and this is one of your favorites.
1: (laughs) You know I love this one. (laughs) Clue 5. Clue 5. You're not even (laughs) drinking. Oh, my brain is barely working though. Clue 5. Disrespecting your time. Poorly managing time. This, one, this one's fairly self-explanatory, but uh, <laughs> so a, a pipe major who tends to get things going late or doesn't isn't particularly efficient at practice, um, you know, maybe there's a lot of time-wasting things, get distracted, that kind of stuff, whatever, but that's the general idea of here. Um, I am an efficiency nut, so this doesn't apply to me so much. Um, doesn't apply to me at all. Yeah, no, I'm like... like I've seen your list, like you write shit down to the top, like what you're going to do. Like I've seen your backwards list to prepare for a competition. Like at 20, negative minus 20 minutes, we are here. Oh, sometimes. I'm (laughs) I'm definitely,
0: uh, I'm definitely guilty of running the occasional inefficient practice. That's definitely happened. It happens now again, sure. But I'm like a huge, I'm a huge like, like if if you're late, like I take it really personally when people are
1: late. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, this almost makes me think more. This is this is a great one for a band member list when we do that eventually. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think this, this is a nuts when this is a great
2: there. one that works both ways, right? Like it's it's very it's for sure. easy for a pipe major to disrespect the time of the band members. But I will say my experience has very much been the latter, or the opposite of that. It's very much been usually the band members disrespecting the time of the instructor or the pipe major.
0: Yeah, I've had experiences
1: both ways for sure. I bet you, you
2: know? have, you dirty boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but it's interesting the way they you worded here about you know uh, being so lax with latecomer. How do you say here? Being so lax, the latecomers are rewarded, while those on time are punished. Um, that's definitely an important, I, I point. guess. Yeah. That, cause that, I mean, I guess you're, you're breeding that into people, you know, like they get used to that and then, and then it just snowballs and gets worse and right. So, but then again, some people, no matter what you do are going to be late. Like, I don't, <laughs> I've actually done this recently where I set a time, a half hour ahead, knowing that this one person who was always late to everything, cause I needed to make sure that that didn't happen, so I fake set the time, <laughs> and then told other people that that's not the real time, <laughs> but I put it out to everybody, you know. So you have to do stuff like that sometimes. It's super annoying, but um, because now you're managing each individual person's ability to get somewhere, and it's really difficult. But uh, but at, at least from a practice standpoint, like I imagine some pipe majors are just like all over the place when they're playing through tunes, like. There, there seems to be no rhyme or reason for the way they're going through their practice, you know, sometimes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, or or they don't have anything specific that that they want to be accomplished. You know, um I think that could be that could be a challenging thing.
2: I would say sure. another another thing about like the latecomers being rewarded is isn't just like them being rewarded because there's like not a punishment for being late. But it does, it punishes the people who are already there because it disrupts the flow of practice immediately. Like how often do you have it where everybody's circled up, you're ready to start working and then someone comes flying in, throwing their stuff together and now you got to take time to get them even remotely on page with everybody else just to start playing.
0: Absolutely. It's it's a killer and, and people don't, people don't think about it until it's too late. You know, um, you know, like they're running late, or or what? Are being lax about it? And then suddenly you've ruined, like, you know, you've ruined it for the group potentially. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the other thing is that I don't remember what the other thing is. I lost my train of thought.
2: <laughs> I'd say I would say there's a right way to be late too, though. Like, because sometimes sometimes there's shit that's just outside of your control, and and you can't help it. But there's a right way to be late. Whereas if you're late, you try to make as minimal of an entrance or impact as humanly possible. Like you go into a side room, you put your shit together, you warm it up slightly until it's close. You go in quietly into the circle and then join in. Not like, oh my goodness. Hey, everybody, I'm here. Sorry, I'm late. I just got stuck behind this bus. I'm going to put my stuff down real quick and then i'll take it out and then i will put it together and then i will join you in song does anybody have any
1: seasoning okay angel
2: instead of yeah. just being like <laughs> instead of just ah. being like oh that person was late and they weren't here and now all of a sudden they're just here and i don't know when the change happened like like you want to yeah, you sure. want to ninja your way in if you're late yeah
0: don't be a dick <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs>
2: Um, clue six: uh,
0: Cutting down talent at the ankles,
2: or in this case, the shaft.
0: <laughs> uh, a poor pipe major often tends to dampen down or criticize pipers in the band who are actually better and/or more talented. Uh, you know, so they resent high aptitude. Uh, sometimes, even like high aptitude, maybe maybe they're not even that great yet, but they have a lot of talent. And like, uh, you know, certain types of leaders are not gonna like. They're gonna feel threatened by that. You're telling um, me. <laughs> uh, the pipe major doesn't necessarily need to be the best piper, this is kind of a side note, uh, doesn't necessarily need to be the best piper, but knowing that and skillfully using and developing the talents of others is
1: the hallmark of a good leader. Uh, thoughts? Well, okay, so I definitely have experience with this one. <laughs> um, in the se- but for, and it relates back to one of the earlier clues, I think it was one or, number one or number two, but so sometimes there's been people in the bands who are better than me, and, and I would generally try not to let it affect anything other than, like those people are also, well again, this was in the time when everybody was very vocal, and I, while I appreciate ideas as a pipe major, I guess maybe this is where Mark was coming in a little bit, where there's a time and a place for it. That's right. And very often, better players want everybody to know they're better players, so they will pick the most inopportune times to say these things or to make suggestions that are completely unreasonable for the, the skills of the band or the ability of the band, you know? So I've definitely had, you know, I, I look at it from a different perspective, but it's sort of, it is kind of this where it's like, all right, here comes this good player. You don't want to lose them, but you, I also don't really want to listen to them because <laughs> they don't, they may not have necessarily lead management experience, if you will uh they just know like, oh it'd be cool to play this tune. Like oh, we've dealt with this so many times, like, yeah, it would be cool, but nobody can I know that nobody's gonna be able to pull this off. Maybe three of us out of ten or whatever it is. So this is a bad idea. And then they end up infecting everybody else with these terrible ideas. And everybody gets all excited, Oh, we could do that and then what's the reality, you know, like you're still trying to manage reality here. So uh that's where the
0: that's where the humble factor comes in, you know, like you have to check you have to check like at least the most abrasive parts of your ego at the door for sure and you have to be you have to be willing to do like you have to be willing to do what's best for the team, even if you know even if that means you have to like be a leader instead of a follower and actually take some responsibility yeah um what do you think Josh
2: you know as a person who's just uh never really been given my chance to shine in the uh <laughs> band that shall not be named you know just. Just constantly getting torn down by the establishment, man. I can, uh, yeah, I can Uh-oh. definitely see how this could uh, this could make a bad pipe major. Also, um, that being said, uh, most people aren't as good as they think they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot easier yeah. to just to, to just be realistic and uh, operate, you know, for the good of the band.
1: Well, that's I guess that's where you got to determine what, how, well, how good is the pipe major or bad are they, and do they are they making decisions for the good of the band or, and you, you got each person's got to figure that out. I would or say hopefully they know that
2: I would say in my experience, I've encountered this in a different way where it wasn't necessarily people that were, um, better, like that showed more aptitude that I worried about, uh, not giving, you know, attention to, or not like fostering that enthusiasm. You get people who are working hard even if they're just working hard to be at the middle that I feel like that kind of work, you want to kind of make sure every now and then you take the time to reward. Even if it's like a simple, a simple solo at a band gig, you know, like a fucking amazing gray solo that everybody can play anyway. Like every now and then just put that person out there so that they can show off the work they've been doing and kind of feel like they get a little appreciation for it. They don't have to necessarily be like the best player in the band. And you need to respect that just so much as like just fostering that enthusiasm of like, Hey, like you're moving along. You're not you're not amazing yet, but you're, I can see you're working at it. Let's give you something to reward you for that.
0: So it's kind of like, instead of cutting talent down at the ankles, you're kind of like like pulling the pants up for young people whose pants are around their ankles.
2: Or in our case, let, letting your kilt down because it's quicker than pulling your pants up.
0: Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> and if you're not in a really hurry. Way. Yeah, Pipe mean,
0: measure should definitely be involved in that. Like hiking, hiking it back up
2: once yeah, it's... Just, just pulling the kid's pants up. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. You've pulled up a lot of little kids' pants. um what Why don't your, you introduce the next clue? <laughs> Why don't you introduce the next clue? <laughs> Just let
1: me do uh, it. Right. Oh no, that's not the right. <laughs> Man, you guys ever notice how nothing ever really changes? I'm not referring to Josh's lame jokes.
2: <laughs> like, like how every time Actually, we that's have, oh, every time we have Andrew Douglas on, it's a boring show.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll find out when you know, the mail you starts
0: really, coming. you really, like, you've really caused me you to know, like. I'm really gonna have to we've, analyze. This. We've created, you you a, we've created
2: s- a non-existent psychological problem in Andrew Douglas where he's he's lost his mo- he's lost his mojo somehow. <laughs>
1: You can't. You can never say this out loud. Though you realize, like, because they'll just eat you alive now that now that it's going to be out there that you yeah. were now that I sensitive now that I'm sensitive now it. that I'm sensitive <laughs> now, I'm, that, well, like, now I, that
2: people knows people know that there's a crack in the armor. Oh my goodness.
0: My <laughs> oh my, my psychologist yeah. and I have already been working through this, and like <laughs> this is supposed to help, and it really hasn't. <laughs> it's supposed to I, help you with your anxiety.
1: See, I can't wait to see Fast Eddie's voicemail to to response to Andrew Douglas being yeah. sensitive. <laughs> It's going to be great. Um, so <laughs> Excuse me, hold on. Jeez. <clears throat> so anyway, that was uh, actually Clue 7. I wasn't just uh, uh, making a joke there. You ever notice how nothing ever really changes? Uh, pipe ma- a, poor, a bad Pipe Major never really changes the playbook. Um, they have a very small bag of tricks and they just stick to it. Like they're, uh, I guess, essentially just not learning anything new or new ways to do things, right? I suppose. Um, yeah, so playbook never changes. It
0: doesn't matter how many times something comes up on a score sheet, uh, the approach is never really adjusted.
2: I think that yeah. that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though. Like, a, a definite sign of a, a bad pie major is a person who doesn't like seek to self improve. Like if they're never changing the playbook, it's because they're probably not taking instruction. They're probably not. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like getting world class instruction. Like you can just take an hour or two every now and then and like go go on YouTube and see if you can find some cool shit that you haven't heard before that maybe you want to try. Just just get well, out from of the a pipe major
1: perspective. Get out of the box. I would well, I, I would think from a pipe major perspective it would be more like going on YouTube and watching a video on the psychology of people or managing people or that kind of stuff. I mean I mean maybe depending on the level of the pipe major, I don't know, maybe it's learning or not learning tunes, but like being exposed to tunes that they haven't heard before, or whatever I suppose. But
2: So I guess my question to that point Fusk, would be what do you expect to learn to make you a better pipe major by the countless hours you spend just watching porn online? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, well, I've learned I've learned the great joy of self-satisfaction um, <laughs> and, that, 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 and that keeps me relatively sane at uh, pipe band practice on a regular basis. When if I used to notice me running off, uh, to the bathroom or something. That's probably what I'm doing. That's probably what you're doing. I come yeah. back all calm and. <laughs> See,
2: I feel like this sets us up potentially. I know we're I know we're only part way through this article, but this sets us up for the next Piper's Dojo article collaboration. Five things about your porn addiction that make you better at bagpipes.
1: Interesting. Five things you can learn from I, porn. I mean, I you get you four. get you get
2: plenty of grip work. <laughs>
1: So what's your excuse? Yeah, so what's your excuse? (laughs) Apparently,
2: apparently I'm just not quite at that level of porn consumption yet. I'm sorry, guys. This is is on me, really.
1: Well, you're young yet. You'll get there. Uh.
2: (laughs) One of the things I've learned
0: from the Chanter Rant podcast is Uh when in doubt, you have to call Eric Evanhouse about this kind of stuff because he's like the master of all things sexually, (laughs) extremely
1: uncomfortable to talk about. Oh, my God. Apparently. Oh my God! He opened a wormhole into the most depraved shit that people send us. I'm never gonna be the same again. That was like the most scarring. You don't even want to see. You
2: don't even want to see some of the fucking links people send us now. So okay, so back to (laughs) back to clue number seven. Does anyone want to claim guilt on this? On never really changing the playbook.
0: If anything, I'm like. If anything, as a pipe major, in in Orrin Moore, I was I was 180 degrees the other direction. You know, if if something was wrong, like you could expect me to come to practice and like shatter your brain with some new uh, some new tactic to solve the problem. Yeah,
2: I can definitely say Um, that um, not changing the playbook has never been a problem for me because I've never owned or used a playbook. I just I've just been shooting (laughs) shooting from the hip this entire time. I think everyone probably has realized that by now.
1: Well, we know it for sure. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I'm always trying to learn to do stuff differently, and especially in the early years, I was always, and that's kind of how I came across the dojo, to be quite honest, looking for new ways or the right way to do things because I didn't have any friggin' clue <laughs> when I first took over. So. Yeah,
0: and I think I think just doing the same thing over and over again, like, like one of the things that, uh, one of the things that everybody does, right, is you sit down around the table and you play practice chanters Mm -hmm. and then like you're like okay Johnny Johnny now you you play it once okay cool now all right here you need to fix those things okay but let's move on to Timmy next Timmy let's hear you cool well you know Timmy you you just have to be more crisp with your with your grip (laughs) and then okay Andy you go ahead and you play. It. Talk about boring. That <laughs> bores. That even bores me. Uh, but that's like that. W- that would be so. That would be an example of something that just you do that over and over and over again, and nothing ever really changes, right? There's no actual utility to that kind of thing, generally speaking. Um, I remember. I remember one time. You know, we. One time, we got to practice, and I, on the way into practice, this is kind of a story that p- most people are going to hate. You don't like the sound of the exacto yes. knife rattling. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, going into practice, I was like, man, unison playing has been really bad in the, um, you know, in the MSR. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, probably MSR. And so I was like, all right, screw it. This is what we're going to do. And we ended up doing something, which we ended up doing over and over again, which we ended up calling meat grinders. At band practice. So this might be useful for your band, right? Okay. So we had three guys, uh, three guys in our band, myself, Eric Olet, and Keegan. We all actually now happen to play in Inverary together, which is really fun. Uh, but we were kind of, I was pipe major, and they were my two pipe sergeants of moore and, and they really knew exactly what I wanted as mm-hmm. far as how to play something. So what we ended up doing is having like a a, a setup where... Uh, one people get in the line basically and it would take about an hour and a half maybe to do this maybe two hours mm-hmm. but it was a great way to spend it so uh, the first person in the line would come to me and we'd play the march together and, and in 10 minutes we would have timers set for 10 minutes and we'd go through the march and I'd give them as many pointers as I could mm-hmm. about the march like and just as much feedback and get us playing as well as I possibly could in 10 minutes and then in the next 10 minutes, they moved on to the Strass Bay guy. Let's say it was Eric Ouellette. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 minutes on the Strass Bay guy. Uh, well, I got my new guy. So within three guys, you know, we were, the meat grinder was, was fully operational. But then you would move on to the real. And so every person would go through the meat grinder mm-hmm. of the three people. And, and we had our talking points that we, we talked on, on beforehand. But it was a great way to rapidly, drastically in, improve the unison playing in the group. The and the the only the only complicated part is once you get through the meat grinder, what do you do for the next like? I was just going to ask. Hour <laughs> or something. So what we did uh, at first, it was like people just sat around. Obviously, right. that's not going to work. So what we did is we found the remaining senior players. They would just kind of run. They would just kind of do reps on the MSR. Uh, in the meantime, with people who weren't currently in the in the meat grinder. I but see. that that would be an example of like changing. That's something I decided on a whim one day. It's like you know what. whatever we're doing to create Unison is not working. Let's try this. And it worked really, really well. You do have to set aside time for it. It it would be something uh, for a weekend practice where you have like four hours together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was talking about the six-hour practice or something on one of the recent Channera episodes? Uh, Um, Was that Rep?
1: Yeah, it could have been. The six hours per month or something, or whatever it was, that one? Yeah, like monthly
0: six-hour practices or something. (laughs) But, you know, like that's kind of sometimes... What we would do is in a six hour practice, we'd spend three hours meat grinding. um, And then you go onto the pipes after that. And uh, it's it's remarkable how much better it is having done that. And that's something that actually worked for us, right? That's like a process that actually worked and something that actually did change in the way practices were run that yielded really, uh, really good results.
1: Uh, for the group did you find that stuck to the next week when you would do that
0: yeah it's like anything right like it's gonna get way better right away and then plateau a little bit mm-hmm. uh, but yeah and we did that as often as we could during peak season you can't really do it and you can't really do it in november because people don't know the material well enough yet mm-hmm. and uh, it's just about kind of getting some some reps in and talking about big picture stuff mm-hmm. but it was a way of cleaning the playing to make it cleaner and boy did it work really really well Shit, we got to try that out. um, Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend meat grinding. You know, the prerequisite is having a few people that really know how to play. I mean,
2: Fusco's done a thing that he calls the meat grinder with a couple band members, but I don't think that made him better. I don't think that helped. Usually the the young, the underage ones. I I don't think that helped (laughs) them playing very much. Um, And God, our legal fees. Oof. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well that's the other I guess that's the big question when you're at lower levels you generally okay so there's a couple things that come to mind one do you have enough people to do that in an efficient way Uh, arguably us no because two of us maybe know the music well enough but then I also find that lower levels maybe it's not only lower levels but there seems to be resistance I guess maybe to the way the pipe major wants it, more it's more likely to go down that way, where you know, like there's a certain style, say, or whatever you want to play, or, or goals in mind, like unison playing and uh, proving tone or whatever, you know. <coughs> and there's not everybody has the ability to actually replicate what, say, I want. What's
0: the thing I was? What's the thing the Navy Seal people say? It's like uh, something about crab, I
1: can't remember it. Does it make your bed? No, it's like, it's like
0: leadership is It's not about what you ask people to do. It's about what you're willing to tolerate or something. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: okay. Why, why do you bring that up? Just
0: because you can't, you can't be tolerant of people who don't want to play the same as you in a band. That's right. just ridiculous. Sure. Shame, yeah. shame on you, Fusco. But the,
1: there's always that battle of numbers versus like do you want a band of you and Josh and nobody else or
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you probably you mean, you mean, a, you mean in, a maybe a, a little a, like, bit brilliantly sounding and also quite handsome band.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had the problem in Oranmore, more uh, similar problem. Yeah. Not maybe quite as small, but you know, we we'd either have a pipe core of um, twenty four people, right. eight of which refused to get with the program. Yeah. Or we'd have a pipe core of sixteen people that were really, really tight. And the years we were most successful was, uh, was lean and mean. Really? You know, 16 guys that were actually interested in making whatever adjustments were necessary and working really hard to, to, to figure out how to get the unison, you know. Right. And, um, and everybody has to be on board with that.
1: But I digress. Clue number eight. Let's do it. Josh, you want to take this
2: one? Clue number eight. This ties in perfectly to Andy um, hamburger grinding students. Just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says, right? Before, uh, no. So a, a poor pipe manager, um, pipe manager, <laughs> pipe major, micromanages and entrusts <laughs> as little as possible to his team. Uh, they only want to be the only one in charge of maintenance, the only one moving tape, the only one in charge of tuning or touching the bag. So basically, just a, you know, just a real dickhead. that won't let you do anything.
1: <laughs> dickhead. A dickhead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very, very guilty of this. I was about to say I'm not guilty of this at all, but I know someone who is.
1: Yeah, no, but from at least in the beginning, definitely from a strategic standpoint, of it takes me a lot more time to fix what you fucked up than it is for you to leave it alone. But I understand the side of that that people have to learn how to do it as well. But we've also instilled. The band's got plenty of chatters. So I'll give you a second one if you want to learn on that one. But the band channel is like don't fuck with it, essentially, <clears throat> and and mostly it was to avoid people breaking shit or making my job harder when it came down to like a gig or whatever. Yeah. But then again, at this point in the early years, I wasn't that efficient at tuning, and now I, I can do it so quick it doesn't. I, they could fuck it up and I can put it back pretty quick at this point. So it it's not as general or it's not as important. I never really told people. I mean, other than like calibrate your drone reads and make sure your maintenance is done, I'm I'm like a well. I say it a lot, whether I force them to do it is more questionable, I suppose. But um, but I say it all the time, like please make sure your shit's calibrated. Please don't walk in here with your drones a mess because I'm gonna go send you off to go fix it anyway. So you're just wasting your own time or whatever it is. But so I am kind of particular, very particular in the micromanagement as, as far as like being in the circle kind of stuff. You know? Yeah,
0: it's a tough one. I, I was big on the, uh, like we would do and it's different right a beginner band i would handle very differently than an advanced band right sure. so a beginner band yeah like i think it's a sensible rule to ask people not to screw around with the tuning of their band chanter outside the band practice yeah you know and it's exactly like you said get a spare chanter by all means but but by the time you're into the intermediate stages like you kind of want people to to be doing the common sense things on their own
1: Correct. i think yeah, you know
0: yeah. If your D is absolutely screaming sharp, and everything else is fine, like it's common sense to like check out the tape, uh, and sure enough, like it fell off or something, you mm-hmm. know, and to put some tape on or, or what have you, or call me for God's sakes, you mm-hmm. know, like, like my whole high hand is wicked sharp, and during my practice, what do I do, you know, uh, d- to be thinking about it, and then at the advanced stages, you should have a, you should have the instinct, like in is great that way, right? Uh, the vast majority of the band like, is well aware of the status of, of, your, of your tuning and, and how things are going. And if any, if any red flags are there, all the individuals are really keyed in that there's a red flag. Meanwhile, the protocol is also understood, right? You're not going to start ripping apart your tuning. Instead, you're going to consult with one of the tuning guys. Like, something's fishy. What's going on? And they'll check your channel with you and, and kind help of help make the, the best decision. Uh, but that that comes a bit differently. But needless to say, right? Uh, picture a grade one band like Inverary where uh, where the pipe sergeant and pipe major are like helping constituents with their bagpipe maintenance. <laughs> That's just not a thing, right? Sure. And that I think that goes all the way down like, you know, to the beginner things. The beginners need to be in charge of doing things beginners can do, you
1: know? Well, what are those things? <laughs> I have yet to figure that uh, out. <laughs> maintenance, well, like,
0: I mean... Maintenance and like continual improvement of those fundamentals that aren't super complicated, right? Yeah. Like blow steady. You know, you have to figure out how to do that on your own, and uh, I don't know how much that applies to just let me do it. But what are some of the ones John puts in there? Yeah, it's mostly like tuning and stuff, and don't fiddle with your drone reads. You see that a lot, right? Yeah. Like one, you know, the the pipe major. I'll calibrate the drones for the person, and then be like, all right, don't touch these drone reads.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, I'm always okay with people doing their own drone reads and their own maintenance and stuff like that because I would prefer them one to learn how to do it, and two, it it's it would take me way too long to have to do it for everybody, especially during a band practice. Cause I I'll help people, but I certainly want people to do their own maintenance and and the you know the bagpipe tree of sound, if you will. Like I, I put that on them to do that. Some people are scared to go through the process and figure it out or whatever, but um, it's it would be way too inefficient to not try to take that on right you know so i don't know um plus eventually they're
2: gonna those people are gonna be playing by themselves right like they're gonna have to go do a gig at some point so anything they can do on their own the better
1: absolutely yeah because ultimately i want them to um, represent the band well when they're wearing the colors and that sort of thing and they need to know how to do that stuff to adjust because we do lots of gigs where we have to send people out on their own or in groups of two
2: or gigs where we get we get perfectly perfectly good and tuned in one area in one climate and then have to go stand somewhere else quietly in a different climate for a long period of time and then play it's like you just gotta you gotta anticipate you gotta be able to roll the punches back off if you have to
1: like well yeah it's just teaching people to do it the right way so that way everything's more efficient basically but yeah i don't know um i've been known to be a micromanager for sure but it's for a reason it's not (laughs) you know, <laughs>
2: I've, I've always been one on the opposite side of that stri- spectrum where no matter what I was told I would always fuck with my own shit just, just to learn like what, the, what you know if I change this what happens if I adjust this what happens
0: I think that's a good thing uh, it's, it's a good thing as long as you know you don't screw the pooch I,
2: I, never, <laughs> I never terribly broke anything
1: or as we now call it as long as you don't play the McCain funeral yeah as long as you don't McCain it <laughs> so okay
2: <laughs> um, clue number nine Andrew Douglas, I believe this is uh, this is more heavy concept. So I think that you'd be the appropriate one for this.
0: Cool. Yeah, I think we, this doesn't have to be a long-winded one. We're just uh, a pipe major insisting on doing things religiously, even though what you're doing doesn't make any darn sense. See what we did there? We, we took this, the explicative out and replaced it with darn. That's
2: okay. I'm just going to put a bleep there. So yeah, it'll, it'll sound, sound like you said any fucking <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> um, nice. Uh, a poor, this is just reading. A poor pipe major will insist that you play a read that's without question too hard for you, perhaps. That happens all the time, right? Oh yeah. People with gut-buster reads. It doesn't make any damn sense, especially not for beginners or intermediates. Uh, maybe a harder read is, uh, you know, slightly beneficial in some uh, scenarios, but uh, a read that's impossible to play doesn't help anybody. A poor pipe major is also more likely to rely on weird gimmicks, you know, like tone enhancers and newfangled reeds and moisture control systems and all that stuff. you know, and, and the gimmicks don't really help, especially when the goal is just to f- try to figure out the easy route to a good sound. Uh, so I definitely think this, this can be a big thing. There's certainly a lot of bands out there with like top-of-the-line moisture control systems that don't get a good sound. Top-of-the-line moisture control systems in the desert. That don't get a good sound.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Doesn't doesn't help you.
1: Especially when that when a hose breaks off and sticks down your your uh, Channer stock and then you, <laughs> some, suddenly you McCain it. <laughs> Is that supposedly what happened? Yeah, That's Exactly what happened. Oh oh, a hose cable? Loose? loose. He was using a um, what's the Ross system, in the desert for God knows for why. for no, <laughs> no discernible reason. Because a, actually, I know that because a really high-level person who doesn't play in the desert told them that everybody should have these things, and uh. and uh, then right before he went out, the hose came off and went, got stuck down the thing, and that's why he was having so much trouble getting the chair to sound. And it was squawking, but also cutting out because there was so much blockage. So <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the story. Um, so don't
2: so <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> sucks, long do long that. story <laughs> short. <laughs>
0: there you go you know it doesn't work out let's do the next clue let's let's uh get through these because that that one's self-explanatory clue 10.
2: Fusco, this is all you
1: oh boy (laughs) ungreat expectations um a poor pm consistently has poorly run band practices and uh folks show up not knowing what to expect as these practices have no focus no instruction other than orders to play it better uh, and changes to the music are often made extemporaneously. <laughs> I,
2: just, I just realized that Fusco probably doesn't know.
1: <laughs> I, I know what it means. I extemporaneously. It. <laughs> Without, uh, keep in mind, I'm gonna, a doctor rate am so... Now I'm going to so. <laughs> get
2: some goddamn letters for us using $6 words on the Chan Ram podcast again.
0: It's gone from being boring to just insulting. <laughs>
2: Well, if you if you posh piping folk don't know what the word
1: extemporaneously means, then you can blow it out your ass. Yeah. So um, sometimes I guess to get to the meat of it, sometimes simple setting basic. What is he saying? Here? Sometimes simply setting basic expectations and asking people to rise to meet them can be the difference between the aforementioned and a successful season. So, setting expectations is really important. For
0: example. You will have your gosh darn music learned by November 14th, right? Period. Suck it up and let them know with plenty of time uh, to get that that project done. Expectation. That's a lot different than like, all right, guys, let's try to get the music
1: learned. And you say that every week and let's try to get it (laughs) learned for next time. If if you could could
2: show up next time and fucking know it, that'd be great.
1: What if that date has passed and then then you go into that mode of trying to get it learned by next week? What if <laughs> that the date has passed? Date has
2: passed and it passed while still during the Obama presidency.
1: <laughs> Things could be uh, troublesome. Then then, then then
2: then where do you where do you go from there <laughs> if you don't want to be a sucky a sucky pipe major?
1: So essentially are you, do you just are you just saying that not being very good in communicating goals and when they, you know, timelines and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just doing the basic stuff. And like, like, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of relationships with people can be like this where you assume somebody knows what seems obvious to you, but they don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that can go, it's not just about memorizing music, you know, it could also be about bagpipe maintenance, Mm -hmm. you know, like just, Oh, like make sure your pipes are set up well. When you come to practice okay well, what exactly does that mean like a lot of people can't read your mind and don't know exactly what you mean right you know um and so just to be able to state the obvious i remember one time a good friend a member of oran mar uh sean mcgonigal said to me like bro probably he didn't say bro but he said <laughs> you know you gotta give me a clue on a clue here and oh, i was yeah? like i was like what are you talking about and basically he's expressing that to me so i guess that makes me guilty of this at times Right. It's like, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. And you need to explain it to me so that I know oh. and then I'll go then I'll go home and work on it and do it. Oh, oh. OK.
2: OK. So
0: here's what I mean. And like, you know, a three minute explanation and then that's, you know, that's what's needed to, you know, to be a better leader and to help people out. Because mm-hmm. I think you get all caught up in it. Right. Like, you know, you you understand what you want. And you don't understand why other people don't get it. It's actually a it's actually a big issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a big issue, especially in especially in bands where the Pi major is ultra talented, um, and they you know they just don't. The, the constituents just so, don't understand. So so we don't we don't, we don't have to saying. worry
2: about that then, Fusco.
1: No no not at all. You guys sure. are you guys are good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, I I guess I've gone through periods of good and bad on this one, um, for sure. Um, I'm pretty good about the expectation part. It's the maybe the follow through that is more the lacking. Yeah. Or, but I definitely, I definitely assume people knew more than they know. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that lots of times, because you know, you say it. Sometimes what it is is you say it so many times and you don't know who was in the room at the time. And beca- especially at lower levels, you're constantly well, I suppose at all levels, you're filtering newer people into the organization all the time. Yeah, and you don't realize that they don't know the process. So, and it and needs to
0: be needs to be built into the culture to continuously reiterate the basics correct. because it's not a linear thing right it's not it's not something that stays the same forever and there are always going to be new people that come in mm. you know uh, i think canada is really good about that about repeating themselves about like like canadians <laughs> like <laughs> Canadian culture is really good about the, you know, I've lived there, for, I lived there for like quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. In Canada. And like, there are, there are elements of Canadian culture that are really important to Canadians. And I feel really in touch with what those things are because like it naturally is part of the culture to reiterate important aspects of the culture. Right. And it's just kind of built in Like you know, like the, the stereotypical one is that Canadians are super polite. Mm-hmm. Maybe a less obvious one that Canadians are particularly proud of is like, like the toss salad, you know, versus the American.
2: <laughs> sorry, I just realized what face. I said there. No, <laughs> right, just, just, just let it right. Um, <laughs> the
0: the, the toss salad versus the, um, versus the American melting pot, you know, where like multiculturalism. And, and people will actually, you know, just kind of say that like off the cuff, you know, the whole toss salad thing. They'll just keep repeating it over and over. I don't know what's up with it. Yeah, I never, but, this uh, is the first I've
2: heard about Canadians uh, and their so ability Canadians. to toss salad.
0: I probably don't have the right thing at all. I'd probably not toss salad at all, but anyway.
1: Canadians are proud of tossing salad.
2: Yeah, that's what okay. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to ask mean, Jack about this next cool, time I see right? it.
1: That's cool, right? <laughs> um,
2: but, yeah, uh, I, heard, I, heard, I heard somewhere that Canadians are great at tossing salad. Is that true? He,
1: he won't know what we're talking about, I'm yeah, sure. He, but he won't get the... I, uh, no, I don't have any comments. <laughs> for those
2: it. of you playing along at home, we're talking about anal cunnilingus. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but there goes yeah, half the dojo members right
2: there. <laughs> and a, and a, new rule, a new rule on the Chain Rand podcast is we ring the bell every time someone uses the term anal cunnilingus. So that's a two. <laughs> You're playing along at home, time to drink.
0: Well, um, uh, I'm really uh, sorry to all those members who just quit my website. <laughs> but um, Also, if you
2: want 10% off your premium membership to Piper's Dojo, <laughs> head oh, to pipersdojo.com slash anal And get your 10% off coupon today. Get great deals on video content and also amazing lessons on the bagpipe tree of sound and how to jumpstart your solo career. That's pipersdojo.com (laughs) slash Oh,
0: boy.
1: Oh, there it is.
0: I'm going to set something up at that link and see who it actually goes to.
1: Track some IP addresses after that. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, truly, you truly are one of
1: the six. You're going you're to get Eric, Eric Evanhouse for sure. Is yeah. Better. Oh, yeah. He'll be all over
0: it. Yeah. I'll just get all these Google Analytics from like Salt Lake City.
2: So strangely enough, the, the highest search term was a URL we don't even have. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Quick, it's, put something on there. It's all the Mormons for some reason. Yeah, the Mormons <laughs> love
0: this. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, trying to come back from the toss salad incident uh, in a pipe band, like, for example, just going over, discussing the four questions, every single band practice at the beginning of band practice. Four questions?
1: Yeah.
2: Who is your daddy and what does he do? That's <laughs> The four questions. I forget the other two. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. Okay, sorry.
0: Is my bag airtight? Are my joints airtight? Are my read seats airtight? Are my drone reeds calibrated? Just, just like those are the four questions. That's, that's what we do as a group religiously to make sure all of our bagpipes are ready to go for practice. Mm-hmm. And just you know, reiterating key aspects of band culture and I guess theory, that would be band theory about how to get it done. Uh, but doing that really well, uh, I think could be super important and valuable. Yeah. Canadians do that well. I'm sticking to this. Forget about the whole toss salad thing, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, in, a, in, in addition
2: control. to tossing a mean salad,
0: But uh, you know, they do that really they well reiterate as as
2: like, these, these points.
0: Here are the key, here are the key aspects that, that make, you know, Canadian culture like special and unique and you become really familiar with them. And, uh, and it, it happens organically because all the constituents are, you know, probably proud of those things, but also very aware of them and they're important to them, you know, like, most canadians with you know i think know what the battle of vimy ridge is and why it's like important you know ask americans what the battle of vimy ridge is
2: now and, and you, you, no can, you can you yeah. um, can you can correct me if i'm mistaken but i believe that was actually a conflict that happened in the north between santa and the elves
0: <laughs> yes during the, during creeping, a strike. the strike creeping uh or creeping barrage of elves yeah, yeah.
2: If I remember correctly, and then um, Santa won handedly via artillery strike.
1: <laughs> nerf Nerf artillery strike. Yeah. Have you ever met a group of people more annoying in being proud of who they are than Canadians? Uh, no comment. <laughs> Wait, are
2: Canadians like uh, super proud of being Canadian? Oh, they are big time. Like they more so sure than more so than Americans?
1: Yeah, I don't see. I don't get that here. Canadians love to tell you they're Canadian. I think maybe it's because there's an inferiority complex to us, and they always want to make sure that people know they're not Americans. Uh, okay, could I, I, can see, I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? I, uh, I, <laughs> I have no thoughts about this.
2: You can, always, uh, you can always find a real, a real living Canadian if they have less real teeth than there are notes on a bagpipe. <laughs>
1: Listen, you've been very boring this whole episode. I'm trying to stir up some controversy here. I can't. Okay. I can't, do it. I can't. So, we're,
2: so we're going to war with Canada, huh?
1: Blame Canada.
2: Channera takes on Canada.
1: <laughs> Those boring fucks.
2: Okay, so realistically, we got to get into closing thoughts here. The clues that your pipe major sucks. What have we learned? Um, Fusco, I'm going to start with you.
1: I've learned absolutely nothing other than um, instead of melatonin, I just put on... Andrew Douglas thoughts when I'm ready to go to bed at night. Uh, that's basically what I've learned. Oh <laughs> not, I can't even, I can't even defend myself. We're,
2: <laughs> we're going to make him so much more self-conscious. I um, feel so ashamed. So, well, so it, wait a minute, he made the
1: mistake of telling us now we know, and now we know what's going on. So given, around. given the,
2: uh, <laughs> given all of the clues we've gone through that a pipe major may suck. Are you, mm-hmm. have you experienced these in other people or have you done these things yourself and which ones stick out to you the most?
1: Um, I've done a couple of them. Like I said, I think I kind of pointed out which ones I did. I've definitely, I don't think I've ever played under somebody that's done these things too much, um, but I've witnessed it. I've seen, like, I've been <clears throat> around bands that have had pipe majors that do this sort of thing. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say I've experienced it so much. As a as a follower, I've never experienced none of this this kind of stuff too much. But I've definitely done a couple, for sure. You definitely you toss the salad a little bit. <laughs> toss, toss, toss the, the salad. Canadian
2: salad. Um, <laughs> oh, ground my. ground the hamburger.
1: <laughs> Going into
0: the meat grinder. Hang on, Going into the meat go- grinder. I have to Google this. Canada toss salad.
2: That that is in his search history forever.
0: <laughs> America melting pot. The salad bowl. Okay, okay. It does have to do with the salad.
2: It's the salad bowl. Is that what you're The
0: salad bowl cultural idea suggests that the integration of the many different cultures of the United States residents combined like a salad as opposed to the more traditional notion of a cultural melting pot. Oh,
1: interesting. So
0: so, uh, there is a salad in there some way. Yeah, the tossed salad versus versus the melting pot saga. (laughs) Happy Canada Day. This is a thing. This actually came up on Google, so I'm not totally off No, no, no. Uh, So what you're
2: saying is the philosophy behind the tossed salad... Is that many different cultures are really all the same when their tongue's in a butthole? <laughs> uh, no, one's, no one's better than anybody else in that situation.
0: Um, so I, I'm not totally, I, I, I was really becoming nervous that I totally. Uh, Wait a minute. More, it
2: importantly, up. more importantly, um, of the many world class pipe majors that you've played with, which ones were the most likely to toss a salad? Andrew Douglas, go.
1: Uh, wow. Uh, no comment. I would say Andrew Douglas was the most likely. He was,
2: he was the most likely. (laughs) Of the all the bands he's played
1: with.
0: (laughs) I mean, there is something about that toss salad kind of culture, you know? uh...
2: (laughs) One of the clues that your pipe major really does care about you is if he tosses your salad. I spent 10 years of my
0: life, I spent 10 years of my life in a salad tossing culture and, and, uh, you know, I look back at it fondly. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Granted, it's still a great way to get double barrel pink eye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to so,
2: say, um I as in my short um, perfect run as a pipe major, I never did or experienced any of these things. So, uh you guys are dicks and I'm amazing as always. <laughs>
1: Uh, you were pipe major on Saturday, were you not? How'd that go? (sighs) (laughs) Okay. So
2: I can describe how that gig went pretty, pretty succinctly. Imagine you have a SEAL team, a Navy SEAL team. Okay. And you're right before the operation where you have to take out a high value target and everyone checks their weapons and everyone, you know, preps and they go over the mission plan and we're all good. We're on the same page. Lots of eye contact, lots of affirming nods. Everything's ready to go.
0: Wait a minute, this sounds more like tossing salad.
2: then <laughs> then, um right when the operation starts, uh they just start firing their guns in the air wildly, pull the pins out of their grenades, run into opposite quarters of the building, and die <laughs> <laughs> it's kind
1: that of might be it's kind of like that <laughs> so, what is that why does that happen so often? Everything's <laughs> like you're setting up it, looks like it's going to go the right it's like, way. like oh, I think we'll be boom. good here.
2: <laughs> You know, yeah, it, it's like it would be like the it would be like the scene in the heist movie where it's like doom 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 like they have like the music going and everyone like the hacker guys on the computer like we're in and like the guys like working on the cards like she's ready to go and like the gun guys like checking the sights like oh we're good here and then just all of a sudden like uh, a horse like backs up into the room and just like has explosive diarrhea over all of them and then the building burns down. <laughs> <laughs> and the heist just never happens. It'd be kind yeah. of like it'd be kind of like that. That's how I would describe that gig.
0: <laughs> have we done? Have, did I did I already do this spiel on Chandraat? But like, imagine if you are on an airplane. I think I did that. W- did you? Was it on this Janorat? show? Uh, it might have been on one of the other shows. We'll, did, ask, but imagine, we'll ask.
2: Camille before we go public. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine you're on an airplane, right? And like, and the airplane pilot's like, "Well, guys, we're about to take off. I'm starting to feel wicked nervous." like i can't i can't like you know i can't really remember like what i rehearsed in practice and like just i'm so sorry guys like just i I screwed that one up like that doesn't work right it only it only works in pipe bands you know to actually just totally crap the bed and when it counts and it's like okay and the other thing is it's like okay and most in most bands, like, oh we screwed that one up, guys, like that's okay.
2: You know, I think we embodied this we embodied this sentiment perfectly in last year's Celtic Thanksgiving video where at the end we were like we just got into the venue and I was giving um Fusco like the heartfelt speech about like how happy I was to, you know, have the opportunity to play music with my friends and he just throws up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, that's kinda
2: how it is. Yeah, it's like it's like you you know <laughs> It's, it's kind of like talking. It's like kind of like talking to a two-year-old. It's like you know, I just want you to know that I really, uh, really care about you, and I really think that this is going to work out. And meanwhile, they're looking right back at you and just shitting their pants. <laughs> they're not breaking eye contact, just pooping in the pants, or you know, the Canadian tossing salads. But well. I gotta say, guys, <laughs> we've we've covered a lot of ground here today. Um, everything from uh, pipe major egos to bad followers to Canadians being amazing at anal cunnilingus to the Piper's Dojo discounts you can this get. This is
0: gonna get attributed to me. I just know it. Oh,
2: using absolutely. using the search term anal cunnilingus. <laughs>
1: Um
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of the comments on. So this is gonna go on the, this article is gonna go on the Piper's uh, the Dojo University website. I'm excited to hear some of the feedback. Yeah,
1: oh, boy. Yeah, this, it's either going to be a lot of hate mail for Andrew being boring or a lot of hate mail for us shitting on pipe majors or uh, hate mail. There's going to be a lot of hate mail. Regardless. But this
2: does, I will say this, though. Uh, anybody that's a pipe major out there right now, this does give you the opportunity to write us in, chanaran at gmail.com, with your tips, you know, the signs that someone's a shitty band member because I think that's coming next. that has got to be coming that's- down the pipeline. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we uh, got to do that now. That'll be it's a so point.
0: much work to put together one of these articles,
2: especially <laughs> in a way that's boring enough. So,
0: it, you know, so what he, do you mean? You had somebody else write it? I know. Well, I mean, and he did like a wonderful job. You know? And I will say,
2: I will say this: I think for that one, um, that would be a great article to take to Grace Note Vortex instead of us. So that, <laughs> so that, in addition to losing half your membership by being on our show, we don't have to lose half our listenership by you being on our show.
0: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> remarkable, you know, like. You guys just played Never Have I Ever and it was like the coolest thing with the Great Snow Vortex guys. That was the Great Snow Vortex guys, right? We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. And then with me, like, it's just... You we, have to talk about, we have to talk
2: about actual pipe band stuff which is like, the, the listenership hates.
1: Nobody ever seems to like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did get some good poop jokes in. Any, any, final, uh, any final poop jokes you want to get in there, Andrew Douglas?
0: Uh, No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just too I'm just too shell-shocked From this whole experience
2: <laughs> um, Well I want to say Thank you very much For coming on the show Mr. Andrew Douglas Of the Piper's Dojo um, Pleasure to hear from you gentlemen All the way in New York It's it's, it's, God, it's so lonely here it's So lonely here In Chain Rant Studios With just me <laughs> Yeah whatever It's been
1: alright Hanging uh, out with you guys That
2: is the spirit And um, Fusco Any closing <laughs> thoughts Before we uh, hit a wrap On this fool?
1: None whatsoever I'm uh, excited to have Uh Done the show from the dojo headquarters, and it's very exciting to see his giant silver cock, Mike.
2: It Uh, is. uh, It's very. uh,
0: The dojo cave. uh,
2: The real life dojo cave. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the Channer podcast. It is the world's worst bagpiping podcast.
0: And uh, uh, it's officially, this it's was officially
2: a, the worst officially of the worst. Officially the worst. And we thank you all for having to listen. If you have any, um, you know, any comments on this week's episode that you want to get on next week's episode, please send us an email, channerant at gmail.com, or a voicemail message to be played on air. And yeah, as always, go like us on the social medias and we will, uh, yeah, catch you next week, I suppose. Uh, Foucault, I'm going to have you play us out. Peace. <laughs>
0: Is there like a way we could make this less boring? Because I'm I, there's no way I'm being interested. I've been interesting on this episode.
2: Just, I'm really insecure about this. Just add a hundred percent more dick jokes. Always.